Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. Today, my guest is Tracy Belt, Senior Director of Data and Content for HW Media, to talk about listing agreements, the brokerages expanding into mortgage, luxury teams heading for greener pastures, and more. Tracy, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me again. Love having you on, and we find out everything that's going on over in real estate. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was right-to-list agreements. We have a really interesting story up on Real Trends right now, um, and it's real estate right-to-list agreements and Rumpelstiltskin. So it's, it's a great read by Brooklyn Hahn, but walk us through that. What is she talking about there? Yeah, well, it all started with a, um, you know, a, a, the... Florida Attorney General investigating MV Realty for this 40-year listing agreement that they had. And um, so Brooklyn Hahn looked into that as a business model and found out there are actually several other companies doing the same thing. And what that is, is they, if you're a homeowner and you need a little bit of money, like $300 to about $5,000, the real estate brokerage will give you that money in return, you have to sign an agreement saying that the, that the real estate company has a right to list your home if you choose to sell it in the next 40 years. That's MV Realty's agreement is that it's a 40-year agreement. The, the problem, allegedly, they um, re- would not let people get out of that agreement. And the other thing is they allegedly worked with really low-income homeowners who um, couldn't afford to to lose any type of money or get a lien on their home if they chose not to list with with their company. Of course, MV Realty, it's called their homeowner benefit agreement. They're saying, no, 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 that isn't true. Um, That we, it's not a lien. Um, She said, this was a, a person from MV Realty said, while the memorandum is not a lien, some jurisdictions may record it as a lien or even as a mortgage and that MV Realty cannot control how the various county clerks and states categorize the filing of the memorandum. Um, However, the homeowner wishes to refinance the mortgage, they have to contact MV Realty to temporarily uh, subordinate the position of their memorandum. And so that obviously caught the attention of um, American Land Title Association and some other trade groups who are a little concerned with with this. but there are other companies doing the same thing. And um, the difference is that they are not have they don't have this um, 40 year agreement. So um, there's sell whenever and home options. And they're offering this, these cash payments to homeowners um, in, in re- you know, in return for a right to list their home. However, they have different programs where they can choose an agent in their part. Um, they have partner agents. They, they are not a brokerage. They're a company that they partner with agents from all different brokerages. So you could choose one of their partner agents or you can choose your own agent. Um, but that agent then has to give a portion of the commission back to the sell whenever or home options. 
And the other thing is that they don't have a 40-year agreement. They have different agreements that you choose. You could do a three-year agreement, a five-year agreement. Um, the length of it uh, is, is shorter and there are more options. So it's really, it's really interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, when you want uh, the hardest part of a real estate transaction or, or a real estate agent's job is maintaining the relationships with the people they've worked with before. So when they're ready to sell a home, they use them. Um, you know, they do it through email and, and mailers and, and all different kinds of ways, but they're not real consistent at that. So when it comes time to sell your home and homes are, you know, people are staying in their homes longer. So maybe it's 10 years down the road, they totally forgot who they even worked with and they pick someone else. This is a way to ensure that loyalty in a, in a different way, um, ensure that loyalty. So they'll use your company when it's time to sell the home. Um, and the interesting part is there are a bunch of new companies coming out who are really trying to solve for this problem of maintaining relationships throughout the, the life of a property or really there are no, there's no such thing as past clients and that's kind of their thing. Um, they are not associated with the right to list. What they do in set instead is um, offer apps that allow you to um, be the resource for anyone you've you've worked with or you continue to work with. So resource for um, find you know finding them, let's say restaurants or home improvement or, um, and they go a lot deeper than that. They, they help you when you move to change your address to, you know, get all your uh, utilities hooked up. Um, more concierge service. I know Milestones is one, Move Easy is another. Um, Inside Real Estate, their KV Core product, um, they, have a, they have a similar product as well. So this is a real problem or I say problem. It is a real conundrum for people in the industry. Um, so this is just one, this right to list is one more, I guess you could say innovative way to ensure that business. Um, however, a 40 year contract does seem a little long. <laughs> I, I agree with you. 40 years just really catches your attention. And then I think it's also the scale. So, you know, um, MV Realty says it has enrolled over 35,000 homeowners in 33 states. And, you know, uh, on their side, they've paid homeowners close to $40 million. So they are giving something to the homeowner. The question is, is what the homeowner is getting in return? Is that really um, fair or, and, and do the homeowners really understand what this looks like? Because if you break that agreement with them, then you have to pay them 6% of the, uh, of the list price of your home. And that's, if you're breaking the agreement, that means you're also paying someone else commission. So like you said, I mean, it's really hard to get out and it's, you know, it's that agreement is recorded in property records. So it, it's a little, it, I can understand why this uh, raised some red flags. 40 years is a really, really long time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Considering most mortgages are, what, 30 years. So <laughs> That is just wild. Um, well, what else is going on? So um, one of the things you and I always talk about is the fact that, you know, we see this on all sides of the, of the mortgage and real estate transaction is everybody wants to be in everything, especially low volume. It's like, okay, mortgage people want to be in title and appraisal and real estate, real estate people want to be in mortgage. And, you know, everyone's looking for core services because, you know, 
we need to make money. So tell us the latest on that because we have a brokerage that's getting into mortgage. Yeah, actually, they've been in mortgage. So this is Howard Hanna um, Financial Services. They have their own mortgage company. Um, what they did is they announced the launch of a community-based mortgage company called United Purpose Mortgage. Um, and they a, a little while back, they had hired LaMarcus Thurman um, who as vice president of community lending for Howard Hanna Financial Services. Um, but they really wanted to help people reach that American dream who maybe were not, you know, we're not able to. So that's part of um, this, the whole program that this community-based lending program is to help underserved communities to, you know, reach that American dream. So it's really interesting. They said they're going to host and partner with local churches and other community organizations to offer workshops on homeownership credit, economic awareness, and affordable lending opportunities. Um, and they're just, you know, the wealth gap is growing and they're really trying to make homeownership more accessible. Um, Howard Hanna has always been a leader in kind of the core services, um, you know, so their mortgage company has been around for a while. So this is just a new addition to it. And um, I think it's a really interesting one and, a, you know, a great way to serve the community. Are they rolling it out in any specific place or just across the board? Um, where are they starting? Uh, they're operating in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Cleveland, but they are um, planning to grow the operations further. Um, they didn't mention exactly where from there, um, but but right now in um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Cleveland, Ohio. Really interesting. We do see uh, renewed interest in really uh, closing the homeownership gap among underserved communities. And we know that getting information out there is one of those keys. Um, if you want to get people, especially first-time homebuyers, into homeownership, there's there's a lot of steps there, whether that's helping them understand um, how their credit is uh, calculated and also things they can do to help their credit get better, what they really need for a down payment. You and I both know, everyone in our industry knows that first-time homebuyers have an opportunity to put less than 20% down in a lot of programs, but a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, definitely. And and it sounds like they're going to come up with some um, creative ways to get um, people into homes in addition to the education portion of it. I love that. So the next one, the next company I want to talk about is Zillow, of course. So Zillow seems to always be innovating and and figuring out where they can uh, expand, do something different. Tell us what they're doing with Open Door. Yeah, they they announced this partnership a while ago, but they really didn't discuss how it would look. Um, so Open Door and Zillow partnered, um, and they're now offering home sellers in certain markets a new way to sell, which of course is they will be able to get a um, people looking to sell, I guess it's in Raleigh and Atlanta. So North Carolina and Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, and Raleigh, North Carolina, they can request both a cash offer from Open Door and um, an estimated sale price for listing their home with a Zillow Premier agent. So um, it, it is pretty interesting how their open door definitely needed, um, you know, the iBuying model is, is struggling right now in this market. So this is one way, I think, to, to really make um, the open door product more available to more consumers. Um, so it'll be interesting how this, how this works, but of course, Zillow has real estate services, including Zillow home loans and Zillow closing services, which was, 
a big part of the whole concern of people saying Zillow's getting into the real estate brokerage industry. Um, they're not they're not really getting into the real estate brokerage industry, but they are definitely um, offering consumers a lot of different options when they're ready to um, buy or sell a home. You know, I talked with uh, managing. Uh, editor James Kleiman last week about their new super app, right? Zillow super app. So it just feels like they're never going to be sitting on their laurels. They're always looking for ways to um, expand the fact that they get to customers first a lot of times. And and then what are they going to do with that customer and just, you know, uh, leveraging that uh, every way they can. Yeah. And they're leveraging the data that they have with their purchase of showing time. They have a product showing time plus now that, um, basically tracks the showings in, in different areas and offers an easy way for um, consumers to schedule a showing for a home that they're interested in. So th- they're gathering a lot of data through through that and, of course, through, through their site as well um, and leveraging that to kind of keep the consumer and um, keep them interested throughout the transaction before and after. We are always keeping an eye on Zillow, seeing what they're doing, as well as some of those other big brokerages. Speaking of, uh, so sorry, other big companies, as you said, they're not a brokerage. Let's talk about brokerages and some of the teams uh, changing sides. So this is this is sort of a constant round robin. So I like to check up with you and go, okay, who's uh, who's leaving now? Who's joining now? So what are some of the latest stories on uh, brokerage changes? Sure. Yeah, it definitely seems, and maybe they're just the ones who send out the press releases, but I feel like there's a constant, um, people are moving to and from Compass and Douglas Element and Corcoran and Sotheby's. It seems to be the luxury um, brokerage companies who are gaining and losing agents. And it's pretty, um, it's pretty across the board. I don't really see a huge um, exodus from one specific brokerage. Um, but this one is uh, two New York City agents left Compass for Side. Um, now, Side is not a brokerage per se. It is a, they offer a platform for teams. They're a white label. So they offer a platform and the back end for teams to be able to run their own kind of teamerage or, um, or run a team with using their technology. And so Charlie Hornet and John Brandon, um, they announced that they are launching their own firm called Archpoint Advisory and it's in partnership with Side. So that um, is really interesting. I love that, you know, that the side model seems to be a very popular one. Um, and so I think it's really interesting that they've decided to open their own company through it. And you, you mentioned you mentioned the word teamerage. Can you just uh, give us, in, in case people aren't really familiar with that, what are you talking about there? So a traditional brokerage, or I, I use that term loosely, they... Um, each agent earns their own um, business and a portion of it goes to the um, the broker. But they all of their if you're an agent with that brokerage, all of all of the homes you're selling, all of your sales go under you. Whereas a teamerage runs like a team. So you have your team leader and you have um, the agents selling. Usually the team leader also sells. Um, and all of the volume and sales go through and are recorded under the team leader. 
Um, so it's a little different way to do it. Um, and they're more profitable a lot of times because they, um, the team leader is really the lead generator. So they generate the leads for the team, um, which is why the team members are willing to give up uh, the production to the team leader. So uh, it's a different way to run it. And side allows teams to go out and run like a true brokerage. Um, and I'm not positive if there are going to be a team still or actual teamerage. It wasn't clear from that, but it sounded to me like they're, they're um, running a team with the side platform behind it. Interesting. Um, thanks for giving us that little bit of uh, education. If, if we're not in the weeds every day, like I always forget, like what's the difference there? Yeah, it's all New York. It seems to be New York. Um, so the Leslie Steiner team um, is joining Sirhant, and I'm not sure where they came from. Um, it, it didn't. It doesn't. It, oh, I think they were with Century Twenty One. Um, before. So they're joining Sirhant and Sirhant, of course, is Ryan Sirhant of Million Dollar Listing fame. Um, and he started a brokerage several years ago. Um, before that, he was, you know, running as an independent. Um, I think he was with Nest um, International. And so now he is also running a brokerage that is heavy into marketing. Um, that's kind of his claim to fame is is the marketing support that he offers. And so this team is moving over to Sirhan. Exciting stuff going on all over the place here. You know, the last thing I wanted to ask you about was the fact that, um, you know, you plan our Gathering of Eagles uh, content and Gathering of Eagles is a conference for real estate professionals that's been going on for a couple of decades. It's an amazing conference and it's coming up uh, this summer as usual. Give us some of the details there and especially on who you are going to have speak there. Yeah, well, we have um, our world famous Logan Matashami will we'll give an economic and housing outlook. And also Mike Simonson of Altos Research is going to talk about how to use data and the power of data in your brokerage. Um, the, and then Mike Staver, who is a leadership expert, will be our keynote speaker. Um, but some of the panels that are really interesting are happening on the first day, and that's our Dealmakers Conference. And that is really for um, team leaders and brokerage leaders, um, any type of leader who's interested in increasing the value of their firm, whether they're selling, it doesn't matter. Um, they don't have to be selling a brokerage firm to go to deal makers. So some of the sessions are, you know, things have changed in the M&A world. Um, a lot of the big private equity um, people are on the sidelines right now. So there's a lot of local m a um, which is like just walkovers of maybe a, a small brokerage coming into a bigger brokerage. So we have a, a session on prospecting, how to kind of find and develop those m a candidates. Um, and as part of that, Steve Murray, um, who is our senior advisor for Real Trends, is moderating that session. We've got Peter Luft with um, Vice President of Franchising at Remax. Jason Nikosha, um, who's with Better Homes and Gardens, and Ashley Bowers, president of HomeSmart, who are going to be on that panel discussing how they, you know, find and develop M&A candidates. Um, we'll also be talking a lot about what's changed and how to how valuations have changed over the past year or so. Um, and we're doing a whole session on local M&A as a means of growth, best practices, what to look for, how to spot the right one, um, how to structure the deal. 
So that's going to be a really like jam-packed, excellent day of just really core business strategies for, you know, building your, your business and, and building value within your business. And we know that at Gathering of Eagles, traditionally, a lot of deals get done there. Uh, people are making connections. And in the past, this is a place where um, a lot of things happen and the networking is uh, at least as important as the content. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got a great um, Texas versus California wine tasting. The gathering, of course, is in Austin, Texas. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and we've got a charity golf tournament a lot of great receptions with great food. Um, the gathering is always at top-notch resort locations, so you can you can count on the um, accommodations and the food to be excellent, um, as well as the conversations. That is going to be amazing. So the last thing I wanted to ask you about was the Real Trends 500, uh, the brokerage rankings. So tell us about that. I know that's coming up as far as people need to get their um, get that into you. Yes. Um, March 3rd is the deadline for the submissions for the brokerage rankings. And I know we've gotten quite a few submissions in. And all I know is that there'll be some movement. That's all I've heard. Um, we don't have everyone in. There's no telling who is moving where. Um, but, but I'm looking forward to getting the final, the final data in. Um, but yes, all, all brokers, um, can enter through realtrends.com. Just go to the brokerage rankings. There's a banner at the very top of the, of the, um, page that leads you right to where you can submit your data. There's also, we've got the agent and, um, team rankings as well. And that's the thousand and America's best. Those have a little bit later date. Um, I think they're due in April. So they have a little more time, but the brokerage rankings time's coming up. So, so get your rankings in and get your submission in ASAP. This is probably uh, what, you know, these kind of rankings is what Real Trends is known for most. I mean, you guys have been doing this for decades and it's a really rigorous process. People have to submit their data. You guys go in and verify things. And so this list is like gold. People want to know yes. where people are on this list, where they fall on this list. It's a very accurate list. And you've been doing it now for decades. So the data you have behind it is pretty amazing. Yeah. And, um, you know, every year we have last minute, you know, changes, you know, I can't, I can't count on who's number one um, until the very last minute, because there's always, you know, we, we go through the data and there's always questions that need to be answered. And, um, and yeah, so it's, we, we strive to provide the most accurate uh, data possible and the most accurate rankings. And believe me, the team works really hard at that. It's amazing. And we're, uh, we are all benefit from that because then we get to see like who's on top and who's, um, who's selling what. And, and like you said, it'll be interesting to see over the last year, such a volatile year, what some of those changes are. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tracy, thanks so much for being on. Always a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thanks. This was fun. Success might look different this year, but it's out there for those willing to work for it. 
That's why 2023's Gathering of Eagles will focus on forging opportunities, the perfect chance for industry leaders to take a proactive approach to continually move the needle in their businesses and the real estate industry at large. Gathering of Eagles will bring together the nation's top residential real estate CEOs, presidents, and C-level leadership teams to grow, network, and set the pace for what's next in our industry. 2023's GOE is at Omni Barton Creek Resort in the rolling hill country of Austin, Texas from June 18th until the 21st. Learn more and register your spot on the events page at realtrends.com. And we can't wait to see you in Austin. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.